From the capital of Canada, you're listening to The Album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. That's a record. Their new album. Drop, drop, drops. New and excitingly different. And they keep dropping, dropping. Drop it like it's hot. You could drop on back. Drop dead sexy. And then come those words we have all waited so long to hear. Your weekly look at the new release shelf begins right now. Here's Phil Shirakawa. And another episode of the album drop is on the air. Hi, welcome, hello, good afternoon, good evening, good morning. I don't know where you are. I don't know when you're listening to this. Could be live on CHUO. Could be on demand at CHUO.FM or thealbumdrop.ca. Hard to say for sure, but the fact of the matter is that you're here, and I think that's fantastic because holy goodness gracious do I have a heck of a show for you. Coming up this hour... Brand new music from Blood Orange. Dev Hines. Fantastic new record. It's called Freetown Sound. We're going to get to a couple tracks off it. Also, some hot new singles to get to this week. Beck's got a new track. It's called Wow, and that's what you're going to say after you hear it, because Beck's back. I know Beck never went anywhere. Beck's back. You'll see what I mean. Also another fantastic band with a new single is called Against Me. Maybe you've heard of them. We'll be getting to that shortly. We're also going to bring back a new segment. An old segment. It's going to be a new segment. It's, I guess it's an annual segment. It's our look at the Polaris Music Prize shortlist for 2016. we got nine weeks left until the gala ceremonies. So we're going to, week by week, go through the artists that are nominated for said prize. And we've got one of them. It's an album... Now, I've never played on the show. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you haven't. You'll have to stick around and find out who it is. If that wasn't enough, I look at this week in music history, as we do every week here on this program. Plus, plus, as well, in addition to, subsequently, Simon Ridley. He's the drummer from the band DZ Death Rays. They're from Australia, and they're absolute bangers. Dance punk band. Think Death from Above, but with cooler accents. We're going to talk to him in like 10 minutes or so. We had a wonderful conversation. Okay, spoiler alert. I talked to him on the weekend. But that, uh, you haven't heard it yet, so you want to stick around for that. Because he's a pretty cool guy. At least... That's the impression I got after chatting with him for a few minutes. Right off the top of the program, though, I want to talk about a new EP from a local band that calls themselves Choir Rock. What is Choir Rock? Well, it, to, to be rather succinct about it, they're called Prayer Wheels. Now, this is a band that uh, is comprised of several local musicians, spearheaded by uh, a guy named Pierce McKen- McKinnery. I'm sorry, Pierce, I hope I pronounced your last name right. And this is a project he's been working on for quite some time. And and essentially, the the thing that sticks out in your head um, from this band, aside from the the fact that they rock, um, is the fact that is the four-part harmonies that we, we hear, um, we will hear in the vocals, as you, you're hearing it in the background. They've got an EP out, it's called uh, Spring. From it, we are going to start with a tune called Cavalier. This is Prayer Wheels, and they're on the album drop. And it's only on CHUO 89.1 FM. 
You're listening to The Album Drop. We should be friends. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or connect with us on Instagram. from Prayer Wheels, their spring EP, out now on Ringbill Records, and it's here on the album drop, CHU 89.1 FM, that was Seesaw Sequence, we also heard Cavalier before that. Fun fact about the band, too, their drummer, Lee Newton, uh, you can hear Wednesday afternoons at 3 o'clock here on CHUO, he hosts a program called Then and Now, and it's fantastic. 3 o'clock seems to be the time we put on really good shows on CHUO. Coincidentally, it's uh, eight minutes past three o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, and you're listening to CHUO 89.1 FM, and I thank you for doing so. My name's Phil Shurikawa. This is the album drop. Now, the Players Music Prize is coming up in September, uh, the, the gala ceremony where they award the winner of the prize. Lots of cool bands nominated this year for the prize, and over the next few weeks, we'll be looking at them one by one. Today, Kay Trinata. Um, he's a producer from Montreal, and he's enjoying his first appearance on the short list of the Polaris Music Prize. He was born in Haiti, but has lived the majority of his life in Canada, and according to a profile in Fader, or on Fader, because I read it online, um, that could very well be a contributing factor as to where the eclecticism in his sound comes from. Uh, the album uh, that, that he is nominated for the prize for is called 99.9%, and it's uh, gotten rave reviews, including an 8 in Pitchfork, which is pretty much impossible to have happen. This is one of the tunes on it. It's called Got It Good. K Trinata. And it's here on the album drop, CHU 89.1 FM. 
99.9% K Trinata featuring Craig David on vocals. Remember him? He uh, met you on Monday and then took you for a drink on Tuesday. Uh, I don't want to tell you what happened the rest of the week. If you don't remember that much, well, anyways. The record's nominated for the Polaris Music Prize. One of ten albums on the short list. Gala ceremony coming up in September and over the next few weeks we will be sharing music from all of the artists nominated so uh yeah yeah even carly ray probably we'll see what happens that one i might skip that one we'll see what happens that's a secret between you and me don't tell anybody this is the album drop 
You're listening to it here on CHU 89.1 FM. Thanks for doing so. My name's Phil Shurikawa. And this past weekend, Australian dance punk band DZ Death Rays, excuse me, DZ Death Rays, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, were in town. They played Blues Fest. I had a chance to talk to their drummer, Simon Ridley, who seems like a really cool guy. I, I, w- I would like to share some of that with you now, if, uh, if if you have no objections to it. It goes a little something like this. A lot of people obviously know that you're Australian, um, but you spent a lot of time on the road, including uh, places outside of your own country, like here in Canada. Um, yeah. But do, do you find that, I mean, I find that when I travel abroad, people don't really know a whole lot about Canada. Is it kind of the same thing with Australians? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, you always run into some people who have had friends go to Australia and stuff. But, uh, do, do they ask you if you know somebody by their first name? Um, like, do you know, like, do you know Steve? Um, he's from Australia. Um, yeah, actually, one time we were touring with this band in the UK, a uh, band called Slaves, and <clears throat> they asked if we knew a sound guy called Dave, <laughs> and it turned out we did totally know this guy, and it was just like, do you know Dave? And it was definitely one of those moments, but it actually, we did know that guy. So I guess, you know, <laughs> it's funny when it happens. <laughs> That is pretty funny. Now, one thing I noticed is that, um, obviously, there's just two of you uh, in the studio when you're putting your records together. But from what I understand, um, you tour with an additional guitar player. Is that still the case? Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, Lucky, who comes in and plays lead guitar for us. Now, um, if, if for people that don't, you know, play music or don't understand how the difference between the uh, studio work and live work, why, why would a band do that? Um, I guess it's just after the first record, you kind of are trapped a little when you're a two-piece and you're thinking of how you're going to perform it live. So for the second record, we were just, you know, we just said, whatever, if we have to get an extra person to, you know, transform these live, then we'll just do it. Just so you could, you don't get stuck like having to think your way around like another guitar line or something that you want to put down on the song. All right, that 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 makes a lot of sense to me. One thing that comes up in a lot of bios and a lot of stories about your band um, was how you played a lot of house shows coming coming through. Uh, uh-huh. Now here in Ottawa, uh, the house show scene is like absolutely massive. We really don't have any small to mid range clubs. So oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's a big deal here. Could that be something you ever see yourself doing again, or have you gotten to the point where it's just not feasible for a band of your size? Um, I mean, it depends. We're always down to do them, but it's kind of it's, it just a lot of things have to line up to make it happen. Like, uh, so I remember one time we did one after a show in uh, what was it? It was like Leeds. We just it just so happened that we had all the gear. Someone had a house, and we could actually just go there and play without the neighbors calling the cops or anything and seizing the gear, you know. And uh, so, I mean, sometimes it lines, the stars align, and we do get to do one here and there. But uh, we haven't done one for quite a while, unfortunately. Well, I guess you know we can always keep our fingers crossed for something to happen for the stars to line up again, right? Uh, yeah, we're be cool. So I, I guess it's been about two years since you put out an LP. Do you have uh, any plans to? Um do you have a timeline yet, or is it just kind of like uh, keep playing shows and keep doing your thing and kind of figure that out when you get a chance to? No, we've got a, we've got a timeline. We're working to hopefully put something out uh, next year. So we actually just did some recording in Montreal over the last two days. Oh, cool! Like, uh, 
yeah, it's it's coming along. It just it's just taking long, <laughs> which sucks. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but your last record was actually recorded over several different locations, kind of in between tours and stuff, right? Yeah, it, I I mean we did the most of it uh, at the end at one final location, but we did a couple of the songs. Like we we did, I think we did three of them in like uh, in the UK up near Hull, and then we did like uh, we had a we did two over in New York. Yeah, we kind of just went here and there. One of them was actually back in London, and then uh, we finished the majority of it at the Grove, which is a studio in Australia. Would you ever be interested in like sitting down for a long period of time and banging a whole record out, or is it more of a you know you've got an idea, you put it down, you keep going kind of thing? What, uh, how does the creative process work for a band like these at Death Race? You know, I would. It'd be great to just get into a studio for a couple of weeks and actually do it all together at one time, but. It always seems to be the way that we'll have a song or two that are ready to go, and then if we can just get them done, then we can have a single out, and then it just keeps the momentum rolling. So that's kind of the way we've been doing it, and I don't know. I mean, it just it just means we can keep touring, you know, which is good instead of having a huge break because yeah, we love touring. Okay. Pardon my ignorance on the next question, but uh, in Canada, uh, we pronounce the last letter of the alphabet as Z. Um, our neighbors to the south uh, pronounce it as Z. How, yeah. <laughs> now, now, how do you guys pronounce the name of your band? It's Z as well in Australia, but the, it was initially just a joke name that we used to reference an old band name on. And so we'd say, you know, call it the DZ, because then it sounds like it'd be, I don't know, like a hip-hop crew or something like that okay and uh then it's really just rock music but yeah i guess that's just what happens when joke names actually stick i guess my follow-up question would be if a death ray was a real thing um would you want one or at least you know support the idea of personal ownership of them (laughs) i mean it'd be pretty rad to have a death ray so yeah (laughs) why not uh, I mean, I guess I guess one could make an argument for or against pretty strongly, but I, I, yeah. I, I'd have one too. No, absolutely. I, mean, <laughs> I got I, I got a family, man. I need something like that at home for sure. <laughs> <laughs> have one planted on the roof somewhere. Yeah. So from from what I can see, there's not a whole lot of North. Like uh, you got a couple of North American dates over the next week or so. Um, uh-huh. And I know you said you said you said you're planning on uh, trying to get some rec- finishing up recording or whatever. Uh, uh, do you know when you're going back on the road again, or is it just kind of take it step by step right now? Yeah, um, you know, we're already working on some plans for the end of the year to come back uh, with one of the singles that we just recorded uh, in Montreal. So, yeah, this one's kind of just like, kind of just starting to get build the momentum back up over here because we haven't been able to tour here for a few years now. And uh, it's just lucky that we can afford to come over a couple of times and see it, hopefully. And I, I guess, uh, finally, um, with Australia being kind of, you know, self-contained in, in the sense that, I mean, you can tour the whole country, but, you know, it's not like there's, it's not like Europe or North America where there's far greater space. What's the biggest life difference you noticed uh, touring abroad as compared to touring at home? I don't know. I think we kind of just end up eating more, like, fast food over, over in the States and, and Canada and stuff when you tour home. And... It's a lot more driving, which is I we all really kind of like. Because in Australia, most of the capital cities are you know about 12-hour drive between each other, so we always just end up flying those sorts of tours. Whereas you know overseas, we enjoy just you know vanning it out. You guys enjoy being in the van? Yeah, I like it. I 
dealing with airports and stuff, it's not really my kind of thing. Especially when you're in a band and you're always having to argue over baggage and that sort of stuff. And it's kind of nice to just get in a car and just watch the scenery. Security people who don't believe you're in a band because they've never heard of you, <laughs> that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Hey, this is Simon Ridley from DZ Death Rays. You're listening to the album drop. I keep doing it. DZ Death Rays. No sleep. And it's on the album Drop CHU 89.1 FM. My thanks to Simon from the band for uh, making himself available to chat. Uh, that was fun. He was pretty cool. We're going to take our only break of the hour. It's the album drop here on CHUO 89.1 FM. When we return this week in music history, new music from Blood Orange and Against Me. And more. So don't miss that. Stick around. It's not going to happen right at this. You're only moments away from more great music. The album drop will return. The album drop continues right now. Here's your host, Phil Shurikawa. 
And don't get me wrong here, folks, because I do love summer. Uh, I mean, who doesn't? Like, I'm totally a shorts kind of guy. That having been said, there is quite a lot to look forward to this autumn, especially in the world of music. For instance, uh, Laura Jane Grace has a memoir coming out. It's going to be called Tranny, Confessions of Punk Rock's Most Infamous Anarchist Sellout, which should be a very captivating read when it hits store shelves this November. Now, November, obviously, a little bit too far to get super stoked about. So, ahead of that, her band, Against Me, announced yesterday, yesterday, that is, that they have a new record coming out, Shape Shift With Me, and it's going to be released on their own label, Total Treble Records. They also dropped a new single. It's called 333. It's playing in the background, and it's only on the album drop, CHUO 89.1 FM.
from their upcoming record Shape Shift with me. It's against me in 333, and it's here on the album drop CHUO 89.1 FM. That new record will be available in September, and Laura Jane tells Rolling Stone, yeah, it's a bit of a concept record, and there's a lot of concept records about love, but all of them are from a cisgendered perspective. So that's what makes this new album different. The group is heading out on tour with Bad Religion in support of the record. They have a few more spot shows before that tour starts, including September 21st at Club Soda in Montreal. Tickets still available for that one. So uh, it's not that far of a drive, if you're into them. Just saying. You're listening to the album drop, only on CHU 89.1 FM, and I thank you for doing so. My name is Phil Shurikawa. And now, it's time for... The new number one song in the land is... Well, I'm not saying that we're better or greater or comparing us with Jesus Christ as a person. We weren't on any crusade. This was selfish. There should be no such thing as a price tag on music. This Week in Music History. July 18th, 1973, Bruce Springsteen began a four-night stand at a club called Max's Kansas City, which is actually in New York. The show was particularly notable for the opening act, a young Jamaican group on their first North American tour. They were called Bob Marley and the Whalers. A bit of background on this next story. The Parents Music Resource Center, or the PMRC, was an activist group that was in the United States and existed through the mid-80s into the 90s. Their existence was based on the idea that parents should be made aware of lyrical content and music that contained what they believed to be graphic expression of violence, drug use, and or sex. Now, these are the people that are responsible for the parental advisory label that you used to see on album covers back when people bought physical copies of music. Anyway, the group founded by Tipper Gore, Al's wife, was still going strong on July 18, 1993, and to protest their work... Rage Against the Machine used their entire Lollapalooza set that evening to stand naked with their mouths duct taped shut, spelling out PMRC on their chests. July 18th is also a notable day in the world of social media, as in 2014, Shakira's Facebook page became the first to accumulate 100 million likes, which is a mountainous total, to say the least. July 20th, 1940, Billboard magazine published their first comprehensive music sales chart. Until then, they had published only top sellers lists, which were submitted to them by the record labels. The first Billboard number one was I'll Never Smile Again by Frank Sinatra and the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra. July 21st, 1987, Guns N' Roses' major label debut, Appetite for Destruction, was released. Worldwide sales of over 28 million copies, it's probably the best-selling heavy metal album of all time. Assuming, of course, that you consider Guns N' Roses a metal band. July 23, 2000, Farrah Franklin, the infamous fourth member of Destiny's Child, left the group, according to the three remaining members, amicably. She was never replaced. 
July 23, 2011 was the day Amy Winehouse was found dead in her North London apartment at the age of 27, naturally. Her battle with drugs and alcohol was well documented. They tried to make me go to rehab, I said no, no, no. Celebrating their birthdays this week, Jack Irons, known for playing drums in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pearl Jam, and with Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros, Darren Malakin from System of Down, Queen's Brian May, Carlos Santana, Kim Carnes, who of course had Betty Davis eyes, Stone Gossard, Chris Cornell, George Clinton, Don Henley, Rufus Rainwhite, Slash, and of course, you know, Jennifer Lopez. You remember her, she used to have a little, but now she has a lot. Finally this week, July 21st, 1989, UHF, a movie written by and starring Weird Al Yankovic, made its theatrical debut. The film did very poorly, but has garnered a cult status over the years due to standout performances by Fran Drescher, Michael Richards, and of course the unshakable luster of Al himself. Truthfully, it's kind of awesome. The movie is about a low-powered TV station that Al's uncle wins in a card game, which is given to Al's character George Newman to take over. It's, for me at least, it's comedy gold. And it has everything you love about Weird Al. There's, you know, the movie's filled with stupid songs. Fake commercials. Where do you go when you want to buy name brand spatulas at a fraction of retail cost? Spatula City! Spatula City! And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine spatulas, get the tenth one for just one penny. Don't forget, they make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a spatula? Fictitious made-for-TV movie trailers. He's back. And this time, he's mad. Gandhi 2. No more Mr. Passive Resistance. He's out to kick some butt. This is one bad mother you don't want to mess with. And of course, classic Weird Al parodies like this one. Looky here, people. Listen to my story. A little story about a man named Chad. The soundtrack is also pretty fantastic, too, as many of these are on there, including the kind of thing you find on every Weird Al record. A polka. This one's called the Hot Rocks Polka. See if you can figure out why. It's on the album drop CHUO 89.1 FM. If I could stick my hand in my heart, spill it all over the stage. Would it satisfy you? Would it slide on by you? Would you think the boy is strange? Ain't it strange? If I could win, if I could sing a love song so divine.
ocean At her feet was a footloose man You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want But if you try sometimes You might find you what you need I know I don't know what you do with the other 167 hours of your week, but I think it's safe to say you don't listen to enough polka. Weird Al Yankovic from the record UHF Original Motion Picture Soundtrack and other stuff. That's actually the name of the record. It's the Hot Rocks Polka. Has like a dozen Stones tunes thrown together, polka sized, polkaized, polkified. I don't think any of those are words, but what I do know is that you're listening to the album drop, and it's on CHU 89.1 FM, and I thank you very much for doing so. I am also aware of my name. It's Phil Shurikawa. Hate mail can be sent to phil at thealbumdrop.ca. 
Uh, you can send nice stuff there too, but I, I, I feel like that was a, a polarizing moment. For anybody who's left, thanks for sticking around. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to uh, contemporary music. Freetown Sound is the name of the new record from Blood Orange, and it's a fantastic escapade of a record from Dev Hines. There's a lot of synth, uh, but there's enough of a kind of 80s rock vibe here uh, to make anybody feel at home. This sounds like one of the 100 records Prince recorded and didn't release, I assume, because he didn't release them. We don't know what they sound like. There's a a series of interludes throughout the record. There's samples and spoken word segments, and it really kind of helps it all tie together with this recurring sound of feet walking so it's kind of like you're walking around town and this is what you're picking up it it, i i almost feel like i'm not going to be able to do the record justice here by just playing a couple tracks off of it so you'll have to just go out and buy the record we're gonna start with a tune called better than me it's brand new stuff from blood orange and it's on the album drop chuo 89.1 fm
FM. The record is called Freetown Sound. That was But You. We also heard Best to You. Better Than Me was the first one that we played. Fantastic record from Deb Hines. And you heard it here on CHU 89.1 FM. That's really about it. Uh, one more tune to get to. We'll get there in just a moment. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the show, as they do every week. Uh, we'll be back in seven days with a brand new episode. Emails are always welcome. Phil at thealbumdrop.ca. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or connect with us on Instagram. And sometime in October, we're going to get a new record from Beck. All we know that it's being produced by Greg Kirsten, who has previously produced records for Sia and the Shins. Uh, that's really about it. No name, no idea stylistically. We just know that it's going to be, the, finally, we will see the follow-up to the 2014 Grammy winner for Album of the Year. This is the first single. It's called Wow. And um, that's, speaking of wow, that's about all we got for this week. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you next week.
Information, check out thealbumdrop.ca. This whole thing has gone on long enough. When will this insanity end? Can I finish? Please, can I finish? We'll be back next week on CHUO 89.1 FM. Okay, I'm back.